Hey there, thoughtful listener. This is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. I'm so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. We're also actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast, the one you're listening to. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now let's get on with the show. With us right now, it's Paul Rakovich. Paul, you are the founder and CEO of Clicks and Clients. You're found on the web at clicksandclients.com. Paul, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me today. I appreciate it. Well, please do give us an overview of what Clicks and Clients does. Sure. So a uh, digital marketing agency. I, I got my start managing uh, Google, well, before Google Ads, running an e-commerce business. Started to manage other folks' Google AdWords accounts. And then that kind of expanded into more of a full service agency. So typically working with clients that are already somewhat successful. Um, something's working. You know, we have a good idea. We're getting leads. Maybe we know a cost per lead, but need a little more manpower, a little more expertise, kind of maybe higher level expertise to bring in. Those are kind of our favorite projects to work with. Um, so working yeah. across all kinds of different channels. Lots of different businesses, golf, hospitality, uh, insurance, kind of you name it, but kind of that similar thread of like, it's kind of sort of working, but we need the next, we need the next, uh, next level. Yeah. Um, when people uh, work with uh, ads managers or ad agencies and they experience frustration, like what, and you like, as you're hearing their story, maybe what they've done in the past. Sure. What do you see as kind of maybe the source of a lot of perhaps unnecessary frustration when it comes to advertising, particularly paid ads, particularly if we're talking like Facebook and Google and social media sure. and so forth? I'd say there's three things. One is obviously expectations. So I remember going back to a client on a test at one point to, to test a certain thing in Google ads. And I said, you know, here's what I think. Here's why I think. And I told them the budget I wanted and they're like, yeah whatever. Um, but I, I feel like if I did that test without telling them and came back and said, I spent a couple thousand dollars and we got no leads, they would have been like, what the heck? So expectation is a big part of it. And then I think the other two that I see a lot, one is strategy and the other is execution. So strategy just from a, uh, they set it up, you know, incorrectly or targeted too broad, or, you know, we're, we're looking at an account right now that's targeting people that are members of private country clubs and the account is set to target people from 18 to 65. And so, you know, the chances we're going to get anyone under 30, 35, pretty unlikely, but the account's currently being run and we're just targeting young people and we're wasting money. So I would say um, strategy standpoint, and then the other is an execution standpoint, uh, execution problem of we have the right strategy, we're targeting the right people, but we're not executing it properly. So uh, on Facebook specifically, creative is probably 80% of the puzzle there. Um, so either problems with creative or just execution around, we're not keeping up with the account, The uh, we're not making changes enough. You know, we need to let things run to see if to see if they work, but we also can't leave things sitting for months on end, you know, just kind of dying on, on the vine. So it's finding that sweet spot. And that comes a little bit back with expectations of, 
here's the general, here's the guardrails, here's the general range. Those are the three issues I see constantly. Maybe fourth, yeah. just tra- tracking. You know, <laughs> we're, yeah. not, we're not tracking correctly, or we think we're tracking correctly, but we're not. So those are the problems right. we see it, in most accounts. Personality-wise, uh, w- what do you like to see in a good agency? So I think in a good agency, bringing new ideas to the table. You know, yeah. I'll I'll tell the team a lot. Like the client already knows the the, the numbers. You know, we've got a, we've got some large spends, and it's like they they know what we spent yesterday. They know what the cost per lead was yesterday. They know what they're trying to add some was yesterday. And so if we just show up like yesterday, we did this last month, we did this, you know, they, they already know that. So we have to come with an analysis and a next step. Um, and being that we're seeing other accounts, we're able to look at other accounts and kind of see what's trending, what's new. So bringing new ideas to the table, I think is the first, is the most valuable piece at a basic level. You know, the agency has to know their numbers, how stuff's doing, how things are trending, but I think a more sophisticated client already knows that. And so it's bringing ideas to the table that we're seeing insights in the account and other accounts and bringing those to the table. And anyone yeah. can set up an account, you know, and anyone can, can run. Oh, sure. Get, get numbers back. So those are, those are pretty big keys that I, I push the team on a lot. Yeah. Since the, can you share, um, you know, for those who haven't been paying close attention, can you share the impact of the iOS update last year and sure. how that impacts the paid ads world? Sure, sure. So it's been tough. Uh, I don't know that it'll ever get back. They're certainly working on it, but the way I would describe it is kind of the, the evolution of Facebook specifically used to be that you would target pretty specific and you would have different interests and you go back and look at results based on those specific interests and you tweak and refine. Then as it got more, as I would say, they got more sophisticated, you'd actually target broader audiences. So you just Mm. go really broad with a specific result. You tell Facebook, give me people like this audience that will buy this thing. And Facebook would, they were, they're really good at doing it since Mm. iOS happened. Um, those data points or some data points that they're collecting are obviously gone. It's much less efficient. So we're kind of having to go back to being a smart marketer, <laughs> right? And, and crafting messages more efficiently and getting a little bit more creative. But I would say as a whole, um, things are about half, maybe less efficient where they used to be. So accounts we were generating two to 3,000 leads a day. Those accounts doing really well are at about a thousand to fifteen hundred. So yeah. the volume's not there, the efficiency is not quite there, and the costs are up. It hasn't gotten cheaper; it's gotten more expensive. So you really got to sharpen the pencil and, and get more creative at this point. Yeah. But it's- are 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 there any other? I, I mean, it, it, given your expertise, is there anything that maybe is? new that you're experimenting with or you know if you were to try to think about hmm where do we go from here if we just can't seem to make make these numbers work uh, yep. is there anything that's still kind of in your zone of genius that uh you know that you would make recommendations toward 
So I like that zone of genius. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> we all we all got wow. one. You know, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> some like of that. us, some of us, our zones are kind of okay. narrow. <laughs> cool. Yeah. <laughs> I like to think I have a yeah decent uh, zone. Uh, so we're we're certainly experimenting in Snap and TikTok and kind of additional channels. You know, they're they're a nice piece of the puzzle. I think diversification is obviously important. Like, yeah, you can't put all your eggs in the Facebook basket at this point. I would say from a Facebook specific strategy, we're going back to revisit a lot of things that quote unquote didn't work in the past. So um, you know, there's a bidding strategy called lowest cost and most of the accounts run lowest costs, but a few don't, they run a different method. And those accounts that didn't like lowest cost, just you know, quote unquote, never work. So we're going back to revisit that quite a bit. Um, we're going back from the really broad targeting of just like, open it wide open to maybe these are 10 states where we perform really well. Let's narrow the focus. So over the years, I think it's gone from like really niche to really broad and, and maybe like meeting it somewhere in the middle. So this, there still are capabilities of Facebook to go out and find people. There's still ways to layer audiences, but it's kind of like finding that happy medium. And I would say going back to you know, stuff that quote unquote didn't work in the past mm-hmm. um those have worked and then google's great i would say depending on the business um the intent is there on google and you won't find that anywhere else so someone looking for a specific thing like uh, my brother and sister-in-law run a charter business in the virgin islands and they called me a few months ago to run ads and you know, people are looking for that specific thing so that's the very first place we start um, and we pour a bunch, as much money in there as we possibly can until that's exhausted, until we even worry about going into Facebook mm-hmm. where we know who the people are, but maybe we don't know that there's an intent there to book a charter in the, you know, the Virgin Islands. Yeah. And it's certainly a piece of the puzzle. So exhaust Google yeah. first if there's search, if there's intent for it and people are looking for it. Paul, I, can I just, uh, I want to compliment you. I, I like your personality um, from an ads and marketing kind of who who I would want to work with. I unfortunately see a lot of hustlers out there and yeah. um, man, I don't enjoy that. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I want someone that's just, you know, maybe a little bit more cerebral, thoughtful, a little bit more measured, you know, in their, thanks. in their tone. Thanks. And man, you got that. Like you, you're <laughs> like the, you're like the calm and steady force that, that you want in something that can sometimes feel a little tumultuous, right. In, in ads and, you know, some of the ups and downs that can go along with that. So thank anyway, you. I just want to throw that yeah, out there as a you. kind of a personality plus cool, there. Thank you. Well, I feel like, you know, you always have to pay the piper, right. And so if you go in with that angle or it's not working or you're not being transparent, like, you know, you'll get it for a while. And then a new CMO comes in or a new CFO comes in, you know, or a new, another agency comes in, audits the account. And so I feel like you always have to pay the piper. And so better do it now as opposed to get that phone call of, hey, there's someone new in and they want to know why we've been spending this or what the result is. And so we better have that. We better have that handled. One of the keys I look at with the team or one of the activities we do is we try and steal the account from ourselves. So someone else will go into account and they'll say, how would you steal this account? If you were another agency coming in and they might say, you know, I noticed you haven't made a lot of changes in the last month, or I noticed these ads are getting a little old. So we try and keep on top of that because I do, I hate getting those phone calls of, you know, what's been going on. And then 
mm. not having an answer that that scares me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you if you were to look in your crystal ball and just try to imagine what the next two, three years is going to be like, cause that's always yeah. important, right? We always want to, you know, if there's adjustments, we can start making now in anticipation of what might be coming around the corner. Um, that's incredibly helpful. Any idea? Sure. What like? What's your best guess? I think the data is not coming back. I, I don't think that. Um, I, I don't think Facebook will ever get back to where it was. So I think you really have to sharpen the pencil. And for us, that's copy, creative. You know, focus on the sales funnel. Focus on the follow up. There's all these different places you can tweak and refine. Um, your leads are great. We generate leads, and the client doesn't call them back, but they just call them once. Like it's not going to work. So I think really going to have to sharpen the pencil quite a bit. Um, I think that there is a really good place for uh, Facebook was really good at make people buy this. I want people that buy this, you know, one and done type of thing. I think looking at marketing cross channel, bigger picture, how we're addressing that. So I like to look at it as you've got these long-term projects that are difficult to get going. Once they get going, they're great. So like SEO, for example, any client that's done well at that never regrets it, but it takes a long time and it's hard. It stinks. And there's that gray area and there's a lot of weird stuff out there. Like you mentioned, like danger zone for sure. But if you can do it and stick to it, you know, it's worth it. Second piece would be is the pay to play. So whether it's Facebook or TikTok or something new comes along in in, in a year or two years, you still have to have the fundamentals, still have to write good copy, still have to have a good landing page, still have to have a landing page that loads quick. Um, and then I, I do think there's a place for the sporadic, like one and done, like events, conferences, mm-hmm. um, podcasts, where it's like, it's a nice splash, it hits, but past the splash, there's not a lot to it. And so having a combination of those will really bulletproof you long-term versus I'm spending a bunch of money on Facebook and if Facebook checks down my account or the algo changes or people just get rid of Facebook and hate it, you know, then I'm dead in the water. So having some depth and breadth with those three different strategies, I think is really important. But I think, I think Facebook will survive crystal ball wise. Facebook will survive. People are still on there. People still buy stuff. I just don't know that um, I don't know that I'll keep my Facebook stock for the next mm-hmm. few years. <laughs> yeah. But, but again, it's like, um, you know, it's really just about being where your customers are and, um, you know, trying to deliver. Value. Okay. Let me ask you about this in terms sure. of ad content or messaging in the ad. Um, what what sort of movement have you seen over the past couple of years in terms of like, yeah, you know, a few years ago, I think you could still do da, 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 da. But today that's, yeah. you know, you, you really want yeah. your messaging to do what? The trick, well, the way it's getting tricky is that Google specifically is taking parts of the recipe and mishing and mashing it. So you used to have obviously complete control over the ad. You'd write the ad headline, body copy. And now Facebook introduced these dynamic, sorry, Google introduced these dynamic ads where you enter stuff in. And for a while, like this kind of got some action, but not a lot of action. 
And so we kind of had them in the accounts, but it was like, yeah, not really that important. And now that's really shifted. I would say like 60, 70% of the flow of the like impressions and clicks are coming to those ads. And so um, it's good to have those fleshed out, but you still have to pay attention to how Google is mishing and mashing them. Um, and there are instances where you might want to put something in for a business case, but Google doesn't like it quite as much. So for example, um, we have a client that really wants their brand front and center. And so you can pin the headline to have the brand show up, but Google doesn't like that as much. Um, or mm. if you kind of stuff it with keywords, the ads will get a better score, <laughs> but maybe it doesn't read quite as well. So I'd say it's mm. getting a little more tricky in that regard. There are still accounts where it's like, um, you know, the old like tried and true, like we try to get more sophisticated, we try to get more complicated. There's one on insurance I'm thinking of. And it's just like this old kind of silly angle is like the one that just works. So we keep trying to take it down and we'd like to take it down because it just feels like- <laughs> Doggone it, it keeps performing. This is, what, this is what works. And it's like, it's kind of a head scratcher. It's like, that's it. But like, that's it at the moment. <laughs> it's just- Jeez. So that's great. Yeah. I think the dynamic piece is something to be careful of. When folks go to clicksandclients.com, what should they click on? What what do they do? Like, how do they begin engaging with you? Sure. Uh, There should be a contact form on the, on the page and uh, on the, on the contact page, they can email direct me me directly at clients at clicks and clients also. And generally first step is a conversation of like, what are you doing? Who are you? I look at those as like kind of passing that smell test you're talking about, like both directions. Mm-hmm. Right? And then we yeah. can get into like specifics on accounts and lowest costs and cost cap and complicated stuff if if that's the case. But a chat's usually a pretty good place to start. Yeah, terrific. All right, Paul Rakovich, again, founder, CEO of Clicks and Clients. You're found on the web at clicksandclients.com. Um, and specifically, you, I, I know you mentioned, is there industries uh, that, that you specialize? I know you work a lot with hospitality and, and restaurants, right? Yeah, I have a background in hospitality and wine, so that's near and dear to my heart. We have clients kind of all over the, all over the place, but I do like a good hotel or restaurant, and I'm always down for a trade for uh, good food. Yeah, I I bet. Paul (laughs) Rakovich, thank you so much for joining us. Nice to meet you, Josh. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, we have an audience of over 120,000 that we would love to promote your story to. Please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. I'm also so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free, no credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. 
Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. What do you win? Well, we will promote you and retweet you and re-share re you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Can you also hook us up in your podcast player right now? Please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review, and we promise to read it all and take action. Thank you if you've done this already. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, please hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 to 20 minutes a day. My name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.